Running with Jake, the podcast, because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to the most positive part of your week. This is Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. I'm Jake, I'm a running coach, and I'm here to help you. That's my certainly my intention. Pete, the non running guy, producer of the show, we're here to help people motivate, inspire them. Sometimes we speak to fantastic guests from around the globe that can help to lift your spirits, give you some tips and tricks, which is what we want. Ultimately, using running to get, using running as a vehicle to get ourselves feeling better is a phrase we often like to use on the show. And I think that is absolutely true. And I have realised something this morning already that the reason, the reason this show is a ball of positivity is because Pete, the producer, and I spend the first 10 minutes before we record the show having a good old moan and a whinge about everything <laughs> in life <laughs> that do. sucks and irritates us. <clears throat> and we get we get it out of our system. We all need a bit of a release. Pete, I choose you, and I feel I feel like you choose me. I do, absolutely, yeah. I think um you, I think you need to be positive to take on the world. But at the same time, toxic positivity is a bad thing because you can't trick yourself that everything is brilliant all of the time. So just to offload occasionally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And by the way, you know, like when we went from offloading to uh, positivity to go, right, we're on, show is go. You know, red light is on, let's do this thing. You know when that moment happened? Yeah, yeah. And you said it's your positive ball of positivity or whatever you said. And I went like that in the air. With my arms you did. like that, you and threw I your see, arms in the air. Yeah. I threw my arms in the air, and then I did it several times. Oh, I got bingo wings. Well, I look at that. Do it again. Do it again. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look there. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, but now you're really forcing your arms in there. You want to be careful. They'll come out the sockets. They're not. It's not that bad at all. <laughs> Honestly, you talk. Look, I mean, trust me. You're talking to an ex-personal trainer. So, well, I say ex-personal trainer. I guess I still am qualified as a personal trainer. You don't suddenly need to lose your knowledge overnight. Uh, you're absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. And of course, sure? we... Yes, I know. Because just to because... me, that looks a bit like I'm, I'd be good at bingo. <laughs> it does. What can I say? I mean, I don't play bingo, so they're not bingo wings. They're just wings. You'd Flap, you'd... little birdie. Flap. <laughs> you're being a little bit too conscious here. I know for a fact that you don't have bingo wings because... I mean, obviously, I'm looking as we connect. We speak on the video. I've got you on the mobile phone, so the screen is quite tiny. But we hooked up. We hooked up properly in real life. Like I could, I could, I could shake your hand and everything. And by the I way, know. when I did shake your hand when I was in Derby visiting you over the past few days, I did check your, uh, I did check your upper arm. There was no wobble there or anything. <laughs> you're doing absolutely you? fine. Thank absolutely you. fine. <laughs> All right then. Just... It was amazing to see you and my runners, and be up in Derby over the past few days, which is where I'm from originally. If you listened to the show last week, you'll know that that was the intention. I was planning a little trip to Derby. For various reasons, I've planned it over the last, I don't know, quite a while really, a couple of years or so, and it's just not really happened. So it did feel very odd going back home. Like, good, but like I had to sat and have everything. Like, I had to sat and have your place, like yeah, literally to yeah. the front door. I mean, what is that about? Like, I, I, I just, it's like you've, I'd lost all sense of direction. 
when it comes to Derby, which is just odd, man. No, it's not. I don't even think it's your sense of direction, Jake. I think it's the fact that Derby has changed so much and continues to do so. Like, the roads and everything changed so much. And, like, you know, if you you listen to this show on a regular basis uh, and you probably think that we go on about Derby a lot, it's because that's where we're both from. Now, I'm not particularly bothered about it. You like it because you remember it as being something great from, like, your childhood or whatever, and you, you really enjoy coming back. I live here all the time. I don't know if we could do some kind of a deal with the Derby, Derby Tourist Board. I don't, is there a tourist board? In, I don't even know. I don't even know. There's got to be some body of some description that goes on about how great it is. Because, you know, if you if you knew nothing about it and then you looked it up, you'd think, yeah, it's like a bit of a shithole, actually. <laughs> and you, you wouldn't be that far wrong, I'll be honest. Look, don't, do not offend. We have listeners all around the world, of course, across the globe, but do not offend our hardy, core Bunch of listeners in and around Derby, Derbyshire. Don't be offending them no, people no, no. this early into the show. Please, you live there, man. Derby born and bred. I know Derby born and bred. And I think that's the thing about people from Derby. It's like, I think we probably do appreciate that, yeah, it's a shithole, but it's our shithole. Do you know Look, what I mean? This is, this is, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But I also think that no matter which city you drive to, somebody said this to me once, if you enter from the wrong angle, it doesn't look great, you know? Especially if you see it on, like, you know, it's a bit grim, it's a mm. grey day, you're in a bit of a grey mood, then it never looks the best, does it? But all of a sudden, if you drive from drive into it from a different angle and blue skies and you're feeling in a good mood, you listen to some good music in the car, yeah. it just changes your opinion and your perception massively. You see, right? I'm trying you to work out... need to change the way that you drive back home. That's clearly I'm trying to it. work out an angle. I don't know. I've been in from many <laughs> angles. But yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Anyway, um, you know, if you if you are the Derby Tourist Board, if you do exist, I don't know what you do with your life, but uh, get in touch. Know, feel free to sponsor the show. Feel free to sponsor <laughs> the show, of course, and we'll, well was, uh, you know, continue. It was very enlightening for me coming up to Derby. There was lots to fit in, so I I went to see my grandma, who is I always forget is she eighty four, eighty five. I don't know. She's, You're looking at me. Let's go with 85 know. because she's okay. if she's 84, she will be 85 at some point. Uh, so I went to see my grandma, who is just, I mean, she would be great as a host on the show. She's been on the show before. And she's <laughs> a legend, on an actually, yeah. Earlier episode. She is a legend of Derby. Mm. Super positive. She's great. Uh, so I went to see my grandma. I did the Derby 10 mile race, which I absolutely loved. It was great to be racing in Derby again. I used it as a training session, but like many of us, I did push a little bit more than I perhaps anticipated going into the weekend. You just get caught up in it, don't you? It's very easy. But I took the first five miles. I mean, I worked in the first five miles, but kind of held back a little bit. And then I um, put my foot on the gas from mile well, mile six, really. Uh, yeah, so into mile five, so halfway, uh, and pushed it to the end. And just felt great. It was brilliant to see so many people, so many faces uh, in and around Derby. And, and a a big hello to Oldridge Running Club as well, ARC. So Marcus, who is one of my runners, who's a top guy, legend. First time I'd met him at the weekend and we ran the first five miles together. Oh, How nice. awesome was that? Nice. Yeah, really different. Like, you know, it was a, weird because like when you're meeting somebody for the first time, first of all, we felt like we knew each other because we've had so much conversation and dialogue and sending messages and helping, uh, you know, with his coaching and his training and things. Uh, so, but then it's a quick handshake, and then it's right. Let's uh, do the warm up and let's get into the race. Uh, but he was there in force with uh, Aldridge Running Club. It was great. We, you know, I jumped in and had a, a photo with those guys. So it was a really, a really great experience. And the blue skies, but perfect running conditions, really. 
I absolutely loved it. But there are two things aside from running that really stood out for me in Derby. And actually, I, I keep saying this to Martina when I, when I got back home to Winchester. She's like, look, stop going on about it. We get it. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's amazing in Derby. But come on, man. I'm like, look, it's the best in the world in my experience. So the first thing is beer. Yes, I know this is a running show. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing is the beer was just, um, they have really good breweries in Derby, don't they? Yeah, you, you absolutely. You took me to one yeah. or two local haunts. Absolutely beautiful. Loved mm. it. Well, the, the, the water at Burton-on-Trent is so great that just about any beer anywhere in the world, which you think that's associated with it, like, for example, like, you know, when you have an Indian takeaway, what do you do? You go you go to the, the, the offie next door and get a couple of bottles of Cobra. Well, you go, because it's Indian beer, right? No, no, it's brewed at Burton-on-Trent, <laughs> just down the road from Derby, because the water's, like, good. And there's loads of different things done around around this area. Yeah, so I, I completely agree. I'm completely on board with your um, view of the beer. Yeah, totally. And I also appreciate that if anybody is well positioned to introduce somebody to the uh, beer delights of Derby, then that is you. <laughs> that is absolutely you. Is there any pub that you haven't been into in Derby as the non-running guy, producer of the show? I do like a pub, and I am um, obviously, you know, imprisoned within the walls of Derby and Derbyshire. Um, so I have uh, certainly visited a lot of the watering holes. We had a really nice night, didn't we, at uh, the Hole in the Wall, which is um, my local up in Michelover. Um, Derby Brewing Company, nice, nice place, nice company, nice and small, nice and warm, some nice lights on the wall, some nice beers behind the bar, and in our tummies. Well, this was the first place that I went into. So this was the first pub that you introduced me to. And it was here where I realised that one of the best things about Derby is the beer. Secondly, in the pubs up there, you have amazing hand dryers in the toilets. Like you have the best brands and models of hand dryers. This is a, no, it's a bugbear for me. It's one of my pet hates. You know, I'm deadly serious. It's one of my pet hates when you go into the toilet in a coffee shop or you're in a restaurant or you're in a pub. And the hairdryer is just a bit limp. It's a bit weak. You may as well not bother. It mm. absolutely does my head in. And I have like a top three of hand dryers. Okay. But I think I've changed the order now since being up in Derby and being in the pub when you took me to the, the hole in the wall. I love a good accelerator. Can, can, are we allowed to mention the brand of a hand dryer? I think that's my number one. Yeah. It used to be a Dyson. It used to be, is it the Airblade? The, it the, the Airblade? Dyson Airblade, yeah. The, the Dyson the Airblade? Airblade is a classic, isn't it? Because not only um, not only does it dry your hands successfully, it also mm. ensures that the water, the residual water, gets um, taken away by the machine, however it does that, rather than splattering on the wall, which is obviously what it does with, with many other styles of, uh, of hand dryer. Is that the one where you dip, you dip your fingers in and out of? Yeah, you dip your fingers in and out. Is that, is that the, the one? The it's, a gray, it's a grey with the with the with the yellow stuff around the side. Yeah, you see, I'm not sure. Two things. First of all, I don't like because the gaps are really small, so I don't like to touch the hand dryer. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't like to touch the hand dryer. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, like, it's a bit like playing Operation, isn't it? When you put your hands in the in the Dyson Airblade, I'm not I'm not sure about that. It's going to buzz if I touch the sides. It creeps me out a bit. I and suppose. the other thing is, the other thing is, somebody once said to me, a friend of mine, he said, he said, oh, I can't use a Dyson Airblade. I said, what do you mean? He said it's creepy. What do you mean it's creepy? How? It's not creepy? How is it? How is a Dyson Airblade creepy when you're just in in the toilet of a pub or a cafe and you're just drying your hands? He said, right, the next time you go into the toilet, right, into the restroom, and they've got a Dyson Airblade, watch somebody use it. 
and then imagine the air blade isn't there. He's right. It's the creepiest thing ever. It's like a semi-squat. It's like a half squat. Mm. And you're slowly just dipping your hands in and out. It's a bit weird, mate. It is a bit creepy, actually. So that's definitely no longer my favourite. I love a good accelerator. Yeah. The the other thing as well, I suppose, with the with the Dyson is it's it's I mean, I was gonna say, um, the hand the hands are definitely the only part of your body it will dry. And I and I do stick by that. <laughs> Although, yeah, I don't know. Could you? I don't know. As a male, I don't know. Maybe no, not. Maybe let's move not. on. But no. um, I, I, but the um, obviously that it is the only feasible part of your body that you can dry. Whereas with the standard accelerator, standard hand dryer, which you stick your hands under, it sticks out from the wall. You stick your hands under it. What you can do is you can redirect the jet of air, can't you, to your face? Or if you, for some reason, you know, for example, wet your fringe, then you can um, direct the air through through your hands to the fringe. Or if you're feeling particularly fruity, you can kind of get upside down and then, you know, put your mouth to it. And it, what it does is it makes it look like you're in a wind tunnel, like that dog on that advert. <laughs> look, if you're struggling you to understand how you determine a good hand dryer from a bad hand dryer, here's, here's the ultimate test, right? Mm. So the next time you're in the restroom, and there's a hand dryer there, when you're using it, if somebody else comes in, washes their hands, and they're waiting to use it, obviously naturally, especially, I think this is classic for Brits, we're just in a hurry, we feel under pressure, so oh, somebody's queuing for the hand dryer, I've just got to be really quick, I need to just wipe my hands on my jeans. Are you able to get your hands dry? If the answer is yes, then that is a quality premium product. If you're not able to get your hands dry, in the time that you've got to let the next person use it, it's pants, man. It's just yeah. not going to work, is it? No, like a Wandsworth. I... Nobody likes a Wandsworth. I'm sorry if you listen to the show, mm. Wandsworth. But, you know, that's just a bit weak, a bit limp. It's never going to work, is it? It's like token effort, just yeah. like gentle breeze. It's like you nothing. Know, it doesn't work. When I think back to probably like 10 years ago before the, our recent... No, it's longer than that, isn't it? It's more like mm. 20 years ago when we used to have to deal with your classic hand dryer with the, you know, with the big, um, the big round button on the front and you press it and we can all remember how it feels and how you press it and how it makes it... And you press it, and it and it, and it and it used to say on the front um, from the World Dryer Corporation in Illinois. Do you remember that Barclay? And I Barclay do remember. It had Barclay, a little Illinois. rabbit on it. Did it have a little it, rabbit on it or a tree? No, it, a rabbit I, I, or a tree. It might have had. A, it, I think it had a map of the states with that particular state in a different color. I think. Well, I've just. I mean, if you've got one of those still, you, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. But while we've been talking about this, and I can see your passion in this, I've just been looking at these. You can buy a, a world dryer, uh, automatic dryer from the um, from from uh, Barclay, Illinois, uh, for four hundred and eighty quid. They're still available, four hundred and eighty quid, because they really did have the market, didn't they, back in the day? You can buy Is that for Black 400... Friday or not? No, 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 Friday? that's just, that's just your standard. That's from um, uh, direct365.co.uk. Um, however, you can get yourself, and I'm talking like premium, an accelerator XL hand dryer in graphite for 600 quid. Now you're talking my language. It's you mentioned accelerator. It's, oh, I'm oh, all over that. Absolutely. 600 quid, done. There's no excuse not to, people. There's no excuse. And at this point, there is only you and I listening to this show. Everybody's buggered <laughs> off. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. Look, we should bring it back to running. Yes, we are going to chat a little bit about running. Why not? I think it's quite important. It's healthy. After all, this is your weekly dose of running motivation. Uh, and I would hate to feel that uh, any new Patreons that support our lovely little show, 
which we, we respect our patrons and we appreciate our patrons so much. Uh, we have a new one, don't we? And I'm just concerned that this is, if this is maybe like, you know, maybe they've only just found our show. Maybe they listened last week and liked it and they thought, you know what, I'm going to support those guys. I'm going to pay a little bit each month into the Patreon. And then they listen to this dribble. <laughs> like, for example, Robert, I'm looking at you, my friend. Uh, Robert, who is our new patron, and thank you so mm. much, Rob. This really means a lot. I just sent, I sent an email to you a few minutes ago, and I said, well, be sure to mention you on this week's show and show our utter undying love to you. Um, so thank, thanks very much. But unfortunately, if you... If you're not into hand dryer talk, you won't be listening to this mm. point. So you'll you'll miss your mention. But thanks, Rob. Um, and, and I feel actually I feel a bit. Um, I, I don't know if I should call him Rob because we've only just met, haven't we? Um, so I don't know if it's Rob or Robert. But yeah, Robert, thank you very much for your uh, for your kind donation. It does help us make the show. The show will always be free. We've always said that. Uh, you know, Rob, you 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 are giving us money every month, even though you know you don't get anything extra, which is the biggest thing for us, really, isn't it? Because it proves that people actually like listening to this ridiculous rant that we go on every week. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you, you are paying for people who otherwise can't pay, otherwise can't afford it, otherwise have other things to do with their money. So thank you, Robert, and all of our other patrons. If you want to become one, by the way, then you can at runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. There's a little Patreon banner at the top there. I've just noticed. What's that? Your bingo wings are slightly more apparent when you get animated during <laughs> the Patreon bit I know. of our show. Just a little bit more. You just calm that, yourself just down. Just the underside of the down. arm there. Look at that. It just takes some time to catch up when I do that, for example. <laughs> just what? That's a bingo wing in the waiting, my friend. <laughs> I, I was impressed when I was up in Derby. Uh, in all seriousness, talk about fitness and training. So we did go to the pub. We did go to the hole in the wall. Absolutely loved it. It was great to have a good old catch up uh, with yourself, Pete. Uh, not on the show, just two guys, two friends, chatting, chewing the fat. Loved it. Really loved it. Uh, but then I was super impressed the following morning. I was a little bit sleepy. I mean, look, let's face it, I, I sort of felt like I was in holiday mode. I, uh, you were kind enough to uh, put me up for the night and I stayed in your uh, your son's bedroom, uh, who wasn't at home at the time, thankfully, and uh, surrounded <laughs> by Transformers and video games. And it would have been a bit weird. Fortunately, he wasn't there. Film posters all over the place. It, it was great. I actually slept really, really well. But I woke up to you. Well, I sort of, as I opened my eyes... You were stood at the bottom of the bed, which concerned me because I, I didn't hear you come in. And you looked rather awake and you'd just been to spin at the local gym. Which Had you actually been to the spin class? Because, I mean, we were back quite late and, and you mentioned this and I thought he's not going to go. And then I thought, is he just, did he do it just to impress me? Because, oh, Jake's staying like, oh, you know, no, I, no, I need no. to, yeah, look at me, non-running guy, but hey, I'm the spinning guy. If I'm honest with you, I am a non-running guy and um, I booked onto, onto the spin class, but that morning, because we had been out late and we had had a few beers and I am a little bit of a lightweight, um, when the alarm went off at 5.30, I just thought, I can't. I can't bear the noise. It's not the it's not the the it's not the working out that I got a problem with. It's not sitting on a bike and pedalling and and you know sweating. It's not that I got a problem with. It's just the noise and the instructor when she's got the little headset on and she's screaming and shouting at you and the music's going and it's really loud and it's not just like your standard spin. It's it's um the Les Mills sprint thing. So it's all very high octane and very noisy. And I just thought, do you know, I'm going to duck out a spin, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the 
gym and have a little go on the the cross trainer and do it at my own speed and have a little go on the the running machine so i did that so for for about 20 minutes i was a running guy on a treadmill. I'm impressed. You didn't mention that. I think I probably did mention it, Jake. But what 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 put you off is I was at the bottom of your bed at the time, sweating like a maniac, and you were looking at me through one eye, thinking, "I don't know what's about to happen." It never helps. I'm genuinely impressed because I have, I have. I mean, you know this. I I don't have rather the best relationship with sleep. I sort of panic about sleep a bit and lack of. I, I think I'm maybe slightly better than I used to be. But I think the reason I'm slightly better, and I've really thought about this, I think it's because the nature of my my work and my life is I rarely have to be somewhere, like physically be somewhere. So you know the Scott, I'm up, I'm on it, my runners know, is like full out of bed, I'm, I'm in my pyjamas, I've got a coffee in hand, sometimes before the coffee, and I'm there at the computer, I'm coaching, writing sessions, doing various bits, uh, setting up podcast guests, etc. But... I don't have to be anywhere. And I just, I just think it makes a bit of a difference. So I, I don't feel like I almost have to be quite as awake, if that makes sense. So I think it helps a bit. But the moment I don't sleep, I mean, I had bad sleep that night, which you kind of expect, you know, great catch up with you, a few beers, traveling up to Derby, all those things, you know, new environment, new bed, new place to, to all intents and purposes. So I didn't sleep the best, but I was really like, oh, do I run? Do I not? And I felt so foggy. I didn't run on, when did I come up? Thursday. So Friday I was intending on, I, I, so I brought my kit up with me. I brought like, all the kit going because I thought, well, I don't know what the weather's going to be like up north. Uh, so I, I brought my kit with me, didn't run on the Friday. Then I had the Derby Town Mile race on the Sunday. So I ended up running on the Saturday because obviously Valencia is the marathon in a couple of weeks. Less than now is the main focus. So I, I sort of still need to be getting a bit of mileage, even though I'm sort of in taper mode. But I could have done without running on the Saturday, if I'm honest. I did have to take it pretty easy um, around Derby. But yeah, I couldn't have done it on the on the Friday. I'm impressed you did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just one of those where you go, well, either I can... And, and also, I'm driven by the fact that Becky does it as well, so we do it together. We spot each other in a way where it's like, well, if one of us could quite easily just go, stuff it, it's half past five. I'm going back to sleep. It's dark and it's cold. So if one of us does that, the other has to go, oh, come on, let's do it. Come on. And so it's kind of that. Uh, it's not an agreement because we've never said, oh, you can... <laughs> You could be the boss today. Uh, it just kind of happens, really. So, um, so yeah, I just thought I'm definitely getting up. I'm going in. Because if, if not, I'd have lain there and, I, and then I'd have felt bad about myself. I'm at that point where if I don't do it, I'll just feel bad about it. And I know that's probably not that healthy. Well, what is healthy is that relationship with, with your good wife, Becky, where you have that kind of understanding over training and fitness and that it makes you feel good because that's not always so easy is it I, and I, I must admit I have to really remind myself of this when coaching others because I'm fortunate in some ways and I'll expand on that in a moment reason why I say some ways but I'm fortunate in some ways that Martina Martina my girlfriend is really into her training so we have that understanding we know it's important for each other um, we support each other in it and that's just kind of what it is you know there isn't that I don't feel guilty if I go for a run if I'm running on my own and not with Martina, I don't feel guilty. Like, oh, I'm spending too long. I'm doing a long run at the weekend. And if, for example, she's not, or she's doing it on a different day, she's just doing it on a different day. We, we have that understanding. And it, I think it is hard. And I really think as I say this, but I think it's hard if you, if one of you doesn't train. And I think it's potentially harder. I think it's potentially harder if, let's say, two people that don't particularly exercise you know, a couple that doesn't particularly exercise, and then one of you finds exercise, but the other one doesn't or hasn't found it. 
or hasn't embarked on that journey, hopefully will one day because we know it's good for you, right? But that's that's a little harder, isn't it? Like, I think. You know, if like somebody's really into marathon training and you meet your partner, well, you were into marathon training when when you met. So there's sort of an understanding there. I think obviously you have to be a little bit flexible and as with all relationships, there's an element of compromise, but at least that's who you were as part of part of your life, significant part of your life, integral part of your life when you met. Um, so I do think it's a good thing and a, a little bit easier. And I guess when I'm, the reason I say sort of, you know, when I'm, I have to be mindful coaching runners and stuff because it, they've got family and plates and stuff. And, and a lot of people have to get up early and get out. And it's not always necessarily at a weekend because they want to get up and get out early. It's because actually then they need to spend the day with the kids. They've got relations to to look after, for example, and consider, you know, family and responsibilities. It's definitely a tricky thing. And I, I do think as well, actually, staying on the subject of, of sort of relationships and running, I do think it's important to, to kind of... M- manage that situation carefully and especially when it comes to planning goals because I often talk about and with our guests as well timing of goals is important really important for different reasons right different reasons but definitely like other people you've got in your life other people you need to quote unquote keep happy you know is the timing right for them and does it all fit otherwise it just becomes another stress doesn't it do you know what I mean by that yeah, I've often thought how um, how lucky you are um, because you you and Marty are both training for the same events, and obviously, you know, you like you said, you do your long runs either together or you understand that the other person's doing the long run and yada yada yada. And I'm just thinking back to like previous guests who we've had on the podcast, and uh, you know, I do I, I know that that training and when you're when you when you're pushing yourself and you have a particular goal in mind and and um, you you're running you're pushing to an event and your your coach may be saying do this do that do the other and you're like how am I going to fit it all in I don't know because you know my other half's flipping annoyed with me because I never get a chance to sit down and don't do this with the kids and I don't do that with the kids and you're bloody selfish and all the rest of it and it's stuff that comes up isn't it but I think if that doesn't come up for you through whatever means um that's that's really good that's really helpful and it must um make you feel better about where you're at and what you're doing I do think there's a flip side though you know, and I did say earlier, in most cases, with, like with Martina, it's, you did, you know, yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. But there are, there are flip sides to every situation, you know, of course, in life. And I think the, the negative, if you want to label it as that, is the fact that sometimes it can go too far as well. So there, there can almost be a, a degree of jealousy, potentially, for want of perhaps a better word to describe that. If, for example, given the current situation, Martina isn't fully running. And I say that because she's had some time out through injury. You probably know if you've listened to recent episodes. Uh, so she's hopeful to still do Valencia. I'm still hope, hopeful she'll do it. But definitely ha- she'll have to reassess her goals. You know, and it needs to be now a, a training run and she needs to be ready to kind of stop if there's any issues because long-term health, as we always say, is so much more important than like keep pushing and trying to achieve a goal. You know, you don't want to be out for a long time. So I'm out there doing long runs and of course she does support it, but it's a reminder that she's not running, you know, and that that can sometimes not cause big arguments, but it can affect the mood. It can affect the, the I suppose, the frequency that you know, maybe we're not both on the same frequency is maybe a good way to describe that. And that can be, at times, that can be tricky. And I think as well, if, and I can't speak from experience, but if you're listening to this and you can relate to that situation, so either, you know, you're running and there's an element of 
element of, of sort of jealousy, if you like, or, or element of trying to sort of fit the runs in and one of you wants to run and one of you can't. Or, or maybe, you know, in the first example, as we mentioned, somebody that does run and somebody that doesn't, so they don't have that understanding. When you throw, let's say, young kids' family into the mix as well, that's another factor, isn't it? Because let's say you're both running. Well, we can just, if Martina's free, and meaning she's injury-free, so she can just run, we could both just run together separately. We don't particularly have to worry about oh, who's going to look after, you know, the kids? Whereas that's another thing to factor in, an important thing, isn't it? Not always easy. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. There are so many moving parts. And when you just mentioned the negative, which I wouldn't even have thought about because I just wouldn't. I don't think about things beyond my nose, if I'm honest, a lot of the time. Um, But I think another thing, um, which, and, and you tell me, you tell me how it goes, but when you're with somebody and you've been training together and you and your partner are doing um, a, a marathon together and at mile 20, your partner is absolutely wheezing through their backside and you're going, actually, no, I can keep going. At what point is it right? Will there be people, I don't know, you might relate to this, you might not, who who um, go, well, I'm going to run on. I'm running, my, I'm not running my race. I'm not running your race. And, of course, I'll, I'll see you at the the finish line but is it that moment is that a pre-agreement that you go into the race with how does that how does that work where you go you know we're running our own races if we're together that's great if we're not then see at the finish line i think that is a brilliant thought pete genuinely and i think it's a great question actually and it's something i absolutely can relate to and I, i think there's lots of people that will be able to relate as well and not just actually in relationships as in as in personal relationships you know your 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 partner because Everybody or lots of people run with people, right? Or at times they will run with people and stuff. And you can't all be at the same level. And even let's say if you are bang on the same level. So I'll give you an example. Martina and I are pretty much at the same level. There's a good chance I'm maybe slightly ahead at the moment, but that's not natural ability. There's a reason that I'm a little bit further ahead right now, potentially, because I've not had that break in training, whereas Martina's had to back off a bit. So it sounds the reason that she will have fallen back a little bit and I'm still making progress. One would assume, right? So that can still come into play as well. But even if you are bang on the same and there's no issues and we all do the same training, which Martina and I did, and people may remember when we did Manchester Marathon earlier this year. So we did it in October last year, as it was autumn then, uh, moved back to spring. So we did it in April this year. And the agreement was, right, we're just going to run together and we're just going to stay together for as long as we can. We know we're in the same shape. We've done most of the sessions together. The sessions we haven't done together, we've done the same ones, if that makes sense, just separately. We do the blood lactate testing, so where we're tested in a physiology lab to understand our, our our fitness levels really and where we are and heart rate zones and all those things. So pretty much bang on. But it got to mile, I can't remember, was it mile 24 or something like that? Mile 25, mile 24, mile 25, it something was, like that. Yeah, wasn't it was it? really close to right the end. Right near wasn't the it? end. Yeah, yeah. And Martina was feeling stronger than me. I was fading. And I could tell, and I mentioned this before, I've mentioned this on the show a few times, I didn't take the last energy gel, which was a mistake because I just ran out of, I felt like I was running on fumes. I'm experienced enough to know what that feels like. And it was absolutely that. And then I was kicking myself afterwards. But I said to her, just go, just go. And she was like, oh, are you sure, you sure? And it wasn't a huge conversation because we knew the score is absolutely fine. We'll just see how long we can stay together and that's okay. So, and she went on to get a PB, which I'm so proud of her. And I came in like 40 seconds behind her, a minute behind her or something. So these things can still happen, but you do need that sometimes spoken agreement as well. Now, sometimes depending on who you're running with, you don't need to say anything. You just have this understanding without saying it. That's not the case for everybody. 
So I think just putting it out there, because this is a barrier for some people and a frustration. I know that. The classic... Yeah, I can imagine Well, the classic one, Pete, is yeah. if two people are running together, let's say they find running together and, you know, they're really loving it. They become running buddies and they do some sessions together. But then one person makes more progress than the next person because that's life, right? That just happens. You know, you can follow exactly the same plan and you can make progress at different rates. That's just the way it is. That's of physiology. Yeah. yeah, of course. So what do you do? The person that's quicker, let's say, and making progress faster... Do, what do they do? Do they hold back? Do they then feel like, you know, they'll feel bad if like, oh, I don't, I, it's difficult to then run with my friend now because they're not, you know, I feel like I'm making more progress. I'm faster, but like, oh, we said we'd run together. And, you know, the person that's actually slower okay, yeah, yeah. or not making the progress than as the other person, the same progress, they might be feeling and thinking, well, I'm holding my friend back. You know, they want, oh, you know, I feel it's, it's I'm not enjoying my runs anymore because I always feel like I'm hanging on for dear life. And if they're running yeah, with depending me, on what sort of a person they does. are, it's like you can either feel, you can either feel jealousy that that person's quicker or you can feel guilt that you're not as fast as that person. And likewise, the person who's quicker um, may feel, I guess, um, uh, guilty because they're quicker and they want to leave and they want to go ahead or they may at the same time if they don't voice that and they stay with the slower person they may feel resentment so there's two things there right there's two things so i think the first thing is if you are running with somebody whoever it is whatever relationship you have with them if you're running with them and you're making progress at different rates you can still you you can still run together but you can use the session in different ways I've said this many times. If you follow me on the social media channels or listen to episodes, you'll have heard this. It's so true. And it's a great way to still have that fix of running with people. You you know, it might be one person's faster session. So if you're running with somebody that's slower than you and you're going out and you're due to do an easy run, well, you can do an easy run with them. But for them, it's more of a quality session. It's more of a, a tempo or threshold session or it's a, it's a faster based session, basically. But you're both benefiting, but just in different ways. Because for you, it's an easy run, ticks the box, that's what you need to do. For them, it's a faster run, ticks the box, that's what they need to do. So that can absolutely work. The other thing is, you do have to get clever and creative with it, of course. But the other thing is, have the conversation, which is what we mentioned earlier. Have the conversation, because then you've just got this understanding. So another great quick example, Marcus I mentioned a few times, who uh, is one of my runners, great guy, Aldridge Running Club, met him for the first time. Uh, on Sunday, Derby 10 mile, right? So we said, I messaged him and it was a bit last minute anyway. I think I me messaged on the, or I mentioned rather on last week's show that this completely came out the blue because I said, lastminute.com, oh, I'm coming back up to Derby, guys. Oh, you know, maybe we can meet up and blah, blah, blah. And then Marcus put in our WhatsApp group, here's the link to the Derby 10 mile, like laughing. And a few of my runners were doing it. So I just signed up. So it was a bit last minute. And then I messaged him and said, actually, you know, it's a bit close to Valencia. How about we... You know, maybe we could run a bit of it together and see what happens. You know, just sowing the seed, but making it quite casual. So we had a bit of back and forth. We said, yeah, let's do it. You know, great. It'd be great to meet up. We'll do a warm up together. And then we'll just run together and see where we are. Now, very different for many reasons. I'm training for a marathon. Marcus isn't, right? He's, uh, we've never met before. You know, I've, I've never, I don't think I've done the Derby 10 mile before from memory. If, if I have, I've never raced it. You know, I've treated it as an easy run if I've done it at all. So there's all these things and moving parts and everything happening. I don't know how I'm going to feel after traveling and a few days having some beers and rich food with yourself and all this kind of stuff. So we said, oh, we'll just run together and see how it goes. So then we ran for the first four or five miles together. And then I just got into my own flow. He got into his own flow and we ended up drifting slightly apart. Finished the race. We were totally cool. We both loved what we did. Proud of ourselves. You know, all those things. So just having that understanding and that conversation before. And it's a long, kind of a long way around to making that point. But I think it's a really important 
point to to enforce and reinforce because it can affect people's enjoyment and experience and the outcome of, of their race because they're just feeling awkward about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. And that's um, quite an odd one, isn't it, really? Because yourself and Marcus don't even know each other. It's like you're just sort of straight in there, cold, off the bat, here's what's going on sort of thing, yeah. Well, I needed it on Sunday. I needed that 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 race, as it were. And it wasn't a max effort, maximum effort, but it was, it was a good effort. And I was being cautious as well, as I advise everybody to do, if they've got an important race coming up, especially if it's something like a marathon, because obviously you need to be more mindful sooner. Uh, you know, meaning sort of three weeks out, you really need to start considering strongly what you're doing training wise, because obviously you're looking mm. at racing, if that's the case, 26.2 miles. So I was a little bit cautious and I, and I, I was so ready for the taper. I like so mm. ready to just back off. And if you're listening to this and you can relate, and I know there's not many races around at the moment, back end of the year, November, maybe you're doing Valencia, maybe I'll see you there. Say hello if you do, if you are doing it, it'd be great to see you over there. But there's people going to be doing races next year, find themselves in the same situation. And when, when you get you into the thicker training and you keep going and you're spinning the plates in life that we're talking about on the show, you're just so ready to back off the training. The difficulty when it comes to tapering is making sure that, you know, we're saying don't do too much. So you don't want to arrive tired, but it's very easy to back off too much as well. Does that make sense? Like, because you almost, the taper can almost feel like training is there's not a huge sense of purpose because, oh, we're winding down now. It's about resting now in one's mind. You know, we need to mm. back off. The runs are getting shorter. The intensity isn't quite what it was, all this sort of stuff. And you can sort of lose momentum a bit based on the fact you're tired anyway, mentally and physically, you know, ready for a break. Uh, but then you can start to go backwards a little bit too much. So a lot of experts, running coaches, physiologists, they all say that tapering is a, a, it's a bit of a science and an art as well. You know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a, a, an area to focus on in your training and your racing, something to refine as you move forward. So what I would strongly suggest, whether you work with a coach or you follow your own training plan or you write your own sessions, I would make sure you don't fall into the trap of just doing the same thing all the time. When we say this in training anyway, right? But especially when it comes to tapering, like, oh, I'll just do what I did last time. And okay, if it worked really well for you, and if you feel that taper was, you optimised that taper, it couldn't have gone any better, which I think is unlikely because there's always room for improvement, mm -hmm. right? In every area of life, something you want to try and sure. achieve, some challenge. I think it's really worth just spending some time thinking about little changes, subtle changes you can make, getting those plans in place. I'm trying to back off now mentally. I'm already thinking about sleep. I'm already thinking about the week of Valencia because I'm travelling. Can I just take a few days off? leading up to can i just back off a little bit or almost like half days you know reduce workload a little bit maybe maybe have some earlier nights you know these these little but really really significant elements of our training and tapering can really help again get to that starting line fit and ready to go yeah that's what it's all about isn't it getting to the starting line fit and ready to go because you don't want to be knackering yourself out beforehand you don't want to be screwing up screwing up that uh that tapering period and just one last point on that as well pete you know we mentioned relationships and sometimes having that conversation how difficult it can be this is a really good example actually so going to valencia with martina martina it's a bit it's a bit touch and go at the moment. I mean, I sense where she is, she's going to do the race and she's going to try to get through it. And hopefully she'll take my advice mm. and treat it purely as an easy run with no expectations whatsoever. Be there in a new city. She's never been to Valencia. Aim at getting another medal. You know, that's the challenge now. We like challenge. Challenge doesn't have to be a PB. Mm. 
challenge can be, you know, the odds are against me here. Training's not been perfect. I'm injury free though. Can I get through the race? Can I cover the distance? But yes, she yeah. could easily go to Valencia and not be in the best of moods. Easily. Because of that course, wasn't yeah, the intention yeah, yeah. to jog it, you know, when she first set out on this path. And I'm there, remember, trying to race it or trying to push it or trying to do as well as I can. So it's it's just, again, mm. we're complicated people, aren't we? Human beings. We're, we're, we're complicated species, rather. So I think it's important that you do, going back to the point earlier, just have that chat as well and kind of manage expectations as well because then everybody's happy yeah all the people around you including yourself so important mm. yeah absolutely absolutely good advice good advice jay who knew it we went from hand dryers to good advice just like that boom i'm actually curious to know what hand dryers you have in valencia actually I'm, I'm actually quite excited by that i don't know which is more which i'm more excited about seeing the finishing medal what what the medal is going to look like <laughs> or which hand dryers they're going to have in the hotel if it's not an accelerator come home straight away forget it i'm on the first plane out of there man i'm telling you i am out of there <laughs> i mean do, do you think do you think that rob our new patron robert Ro- rob rob robbie rob. do, do you think he will will he be happy I, with this I show will he be happy know. With the show that he's put oh, his money no. to, his hard-earned cash to. If, if, you, if you're happy with it, Robert, let us know. If you're not, then um, then don't. Just sort of, like, leave quietly. You know, that's okay. If, if he got through the first 10 minutes of um, us talking about hand dryers, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's had a, a nice time, hasn't he? Won't he have done? Well, we certainly didn't peak too soon, let's put it that way. We definitely paced ourselves <laughs> on today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's madness. This has been your weekly dose of running motivation. Yes, we do talk about other things other than just running, but hopefully it always picks you up, fires you up and gets you feeling better, ready to smash your runs. At the end of the day, we all use hand dryers, right? Come on, come on, we all do. I want that on a T-shirt. At the end of the day, on the back, <laughs> we all use hand dryers. <laughs> That's not too weird at all, is it? Listen, have a great week. Get out there, smash those runs. We'll be back next week. Oh, and one more thing. There is nothing as beautiful as watching the wind work its magic. Unless you're using a Wandsworth. Hey, I'm Adele Johnston, the menopause coach and a women's wealth, health and vibrancy mentor for high achievers in this world. You're going to learn and grow through each episode with me as we dive into health lenses of nutrition and menopause, how to balance your lifestyle when your career or business is scaling, and how to recognize changes in your hormones and cycle. You'll join me as we share ways of enhancing your wealth and vibrancy with easy to implement and embed practices, all science-backed and evidence-based. Just search your podcast app for The Menopause Coach and hit follow or subscribe to become one of our VIPs and never miss an episode again. This weekly instalment will change your life and your future self, your overall wealth. So come inside and get started today. You've a lot of episodes to keep you company on your steps for health each day. Together, we're making menopause mainstream.